Chapter 15 Dawn arrived as if it were aware of the previous night's events. Heavy gray skies and steady rain prevailed over Redwall and the Mossflower area. Abbot Mortimer looked old and stern as he addressed the assembly in Cavern Hall. The atmosphere was decidedly subdued. Sleeping at your posts, allowing the enemy into our abbey to steal that which we hold most dear. Is this the way you defend us? The abbot's shoulders slumped warily. There was an awkward hush. Anger and guilt lay thick upon the air. The kindly old mouse shook his head and held up a conciliatory paw. Forgive me, friends. I criticize you unjustly. We are all creatures of peace, unskilled in the art of war. Yet when I saw the late rose this morning, I could not help but notice that its leaves were all shriveled. The tiny rosebuds have died. Martin the warrior is gone from our abbey. He has left Redwall. We are forsaken. There will be hard and sorrowful days to come without him among us. The mice and the woodland creatures shuffled their feet and gazed at the floor. They knew the truth in their father abbot's words. But hope springs eternal. There, were, there was one voice raised, that of Matthias. A bit of good news, he said. I have just come from the infirmary. Mr. Fieldmouse is out of danger. He will live. The relief was audible throughout Cavern Hole. Tensions were eased. Even the abbot temporarily forgot his gloomy predictions. Thank you, Matthias, he cried. What heartening news. I must say that the terrible injuries received by Mr. Fieldmouse among them almost had me believing the worst. But look at yourself, my son. You should be resting. Your face is still swollen after the fight with the black rat. Matthias gave a lopsided grin. He shrugged cheerfully. Don't worry about me, Father Abbott. I'll be all right. The mice smiled with pride. A brave little warrior, Matthias. He put new heart into them. Their resolve strengthened as he continued. Huh, black rat indeed. He didn't even scratch me. Well, only a bit. But where is he now? this sly one. Deep under the soil, if the insects are doing their job properly. Listen to me, friends. We of Redwall are a tough lot to kill off. They couldn't finish Ambrose Spike, couldn't they? Why, even the black one, armed with a dagger, couldn't slay Mr. Fieldmouse. So what's a scratcher to to a mouse like me? Cheers for Matthias's speech rang to the rafters. Constance sprang up beside him, shouting heartily, That's the spirit, friends. Now let's see you all back out there, at your posts. We'll be wide awake this time, and heaven help any dirty rats that come marching up to Redwall this day. With wild yells, very uncharacteristic of peaceful mice, the friends seized their staves and charged out, fired with new zeal. After a while, Constance accompanied the abbot to see Mr. Fieldmouse, while Matthias went with Methulsa to Great Hall. Together they surveyed the torn tapestry. 
The young mouse stood with his paws folded, an expression of disgust upon his features. The old gatekeeper patted his shoulder. I know how you feel, Matthias. I could see you were only putting on a brave face for the benefit of those others. That is good. It shows you are learning to be a wise leader. You hide your true feelings and encourage them not to give up hope. Matthias gingerly touched the swellings on his face. Hey, that's as may be, old one. But you can see as well as I that Martin is gone. Without him, I do not think we can win. Mathulsa nodded in agreement. You are right, my young friend. But what's to be done? Matthias staggered slightly. He leaned against the wall, rubbing a paw across his brow. I don't know. In fact, the only thing I know right now is that the abbot was right. I think I better go and lie down for a bit. Refusing Mathulsa's help, the young mouse left the old one gazing at the torn tapestry. He tottered off unsteadily in the direction of the dormitory. On the spiral staircase, he met Cornflower. Hello there, he said, as cheering as he could. How is your father? Cornflower looked at Matthias solicitously. He's doing fine. Thank you, Matthias. I'm just going to get some herbs for the abbot. Shouldn't you be lying down? Your face looks terribly puffy. Matthias winced and leaned against the banister. Yes, as a matter of fact, I'm just going to my room for a good long rest. But don't you worry. Before long, I'll make those rats pay dearly for hurting your father. Matthias staggered weakly into his room, but the moment he closed the door, he became a different mouse. With bright, eager eyes, he groped under his bed and brought forth the waist pouch that had belonged to Shadow. Tucking the long dagger into his belt, he wrapped the climbing rope around his shoulder and said aloud to himself, Right, Clooney, you and I have a score to settle. Keeping a mound of earth between himself and Brother Rufus, Matthias silently looped the rope around a projection at the edge of the parapet. Fortunately for him, Rufus was looking in the opposite direction. Matthias started to slide down the rope on the mossflower side of the wall where the woods came close up to the abbey. He had imagined the descent would be very difficult and surprised himself by handling it with ease. His confidence growing as he, sit, as he slid swiftly and noiselessly to the fern-covered ground. Crouched in the undergrowth, he mentally rehearsed his plan of action. He would go through the woods to St. Ninian's Church, avoiding the road that was being watched by sentries. Once at the church, he would discover where the piece of tapestry was kept. Then he would create a diversion of some kind. While Clooney's hoard was occupied, he would snatch the tapestry and get back to Redwall with all speed. Matthias ducked deeper into the ferns and was soon just a silent ripple, making through the lush summer green of moss flower towards the church of St. Ninian.